Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reschall, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And we do this each and every day, the two of us do, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as uh, we do our best to help you guys head back to the window to cash those winning tickets. How'd your weekend go, buddy? Head back to the window a lot? Yeah, actually went pretty well. I won not one, but two play of the day videos. Who would have thought? I can't believe it. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well done, sir. Well done Thank indeed. You. But I, I uh, transitioned over to tennis a little bit over the weekend. That was nice. NASCAR on the show, I basically broke even. As for my personal plays, I crushed it. So that was good for me, but nobody cares because nobody else saw it. And I had the all-star game under in the second half. And I know we both made money on that. Yep, yep, we did. I mean, you just you very rarely get a kind of a mathematical edge like you do with the uh, Elam ending in place. So, yeah, it's uh, it's you played second half, I played the full game, and we uh, both both got there. So, uh, the second you, half was especially funny because they put the line at one forty four, and I'm doing the math because, of course, you know, as a game board, that's what you're obviously doing, and you're you're penciling in the Elam ending. The leading team has to reach 24, and the team that's trailing has to reach another you know, target score, whatever. So it was a close game. I think it was a one-point game at the half or something. And I'm just going through the math thinking, if they score less than 100 in this third quarter, which they had done the previous two quarters, right? then it's just a rocking chair. As long as, and it, they put up ni- as, they as long put up as they're 90. within, as long as it's a close game. Yeah, and it was a close game. So they put up 90, and it was a one-point game. So I hit an auto-win rocking chair on the second half before the fourth quarter even was played. Yep, yep, that's exactly that's exactly right. And we were there, we were we were basically in the same spot as long as the favorites won. Uh, well, we were because it was a one-point difference going into the fourth quarter. We were basically there as well. So the only thing you know who would especially love Elam endings, by the way, uh, Elam college basketball total betters because you can't go to overtime oh yeah no overtime. you know i if if there was a 50 50 breakdown of when i got hosed and when i didn't i'd be fine with that but it doesn't seem to go that way it, it just it just doesn't go that way um thanks jb yeah yeah that's just when i looked at the math of it it just didn't make any sense uh bryce multane steph curry the best three-point shooter ever that's what the books say, and that's what I say, and that's what Bryce says. I, I, it'd be, I guess Reggie Miller's the only other person you could even have in the same discussion, and I think that discussion's Ray over. Allen. Huh? You could have Ray Allen. Uh, yeah, I suppose. All right. Um, Curry was shooting with his eyes closed. Probably, and it's a shame that he shoots like you know a hundred times better than either one of us with his eyes closed, and we would be mm-hmm. fully open and all that. So. It is good to be here, guys. Good to be back after a uh, after a weekend. It's happy President's Day, so congratulations to all you presidents out there. <laughs> Go buy some towels. I think that's isn't that we used to, like they have the white sale. You go buy like uh, sheets and stuff and towels. That's the big President's Day item. Beds, I think. I'll keep I'll keep that in mind. I was not aware of that. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah, that's then that's right. You could you could have had the you could have had the three hit. And that would have been, yep, that's the only thing that they, they could have screwed us. So, yep, totally agree there. Um, okay, so don't forget to like and subscribe. Let's get that out of the way if you haven't done it already. We appreciate everybody that's out there watching. Smash the thumbs up and uh, 
more presidents needed in your wallet. That's no shit. And, and, uh, you know, some non presidents too. I can, uh, you can keep your Lincolns and Washingtons. Just give me, uh, give me the Benjamins. Give me the Benjamins. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, even the all-star game, they played the spread. I did, dude. I have to admit it. I took, I, I, I got suckered in. I looked at those rosters and I went, it's gotta be, gotta be LeBron here. Nope. Nope. Three points. That's the number. So anyway, uh, of course, don't forget to listen to our pals, Jim Williams, Chris King doing their show every day, 1.30 PM Eastern, 12.30 Central. Just parlays. Today it was just parlays and Allie was on. So, um, we had her on as well when we did our Super Bowl pregame show. So we'll have to have we'll have to have Allie on. We'll have to have Detroit Lenny back on. They were fun. They were both they were both a hoot, dude. I think the show would quite possibly go off the rails with with both of them on the show. So that'll that'll be fun. And of course, don't forget to check out our pals over there at BetMGM. Got a great deal going on. Uh, I, I assume it's still going on. I haven't gotten notification. It's not going on. So we're going to say that it's still going on. If you bet $10 on any NBA game, if anyone makes a three-pointer, how much do you win, Scott? Uh, $200. $200. 200 cool presidents, small presidents, first presidents, 200 bucks. On Very, President's Day. On President's Day. What could be better? Except there's no NBA games today, right? Uh, no. We're back tomorrow? Back Wednesday. I believe it's Wednesday. It might even be Thursday, but I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. That's a good contract. That's a good contract. All-Star games, the Yankees play on Thursday. Somebody's got to play on that one Thursday game coming out of the All-Star break for baseball. Anyway. Let me actually, so let me actually see when they're coming. Bet back. MGM. Uh, get, get, get over there. Make your bet. We got the links, and we got everything set up in the show description, so go over there. Of course, you know, you know where it's. You know where it's. Uh, you know you have it. If you live in a state that has it, you know you have it. And, of course, you must be 21 to play Void Bird Prohibited. And if you think you might have a gambling problem, make sure you do take care of that as soon as possible. Um, it is Thursday, by the way. Thursday, they're coming back. Scott, we're going to have a baseball season this year? Uh, delayed, but yes. Okay. All they right. can't afford a lockout. Like okay. They actually just can't afford it. Yeah, I'm the but same way. But I I'm do the same think way. spring training is going to get thrown half out the window as a result. Yeah, and I think that was our prediction all along. I you think they'll make you think they'll make opening day. I think they'll miss it by a couple of weeks. But. It's possible. The way that I see it is it's one of those classic uh standoffs where both parties know a deal needs to be reached and yet nobody wants to blink first. So they're both standing there like idiots and then eventually the days are going to come by waiting for the other side to blink. They're not going to and then they're going to have to get together one day for a five-hour meeting and hash it all out. That's how it's going to go. Supposedly, they're going to meet every day this week, so we'll see how that goes. And don't forget, guys, if you don't like and subscribe, Rachel's going to have to get his own place. So you know, it's it's going to happen. It's happening already. So keep that in mind. Because now we're away from the shed. We got the backdrop back. So the shed did its purpose, man. I I want to play. You know, I had to go above and beyond to try to snap the streak. Right. The changing backdrop did its job, and now we're back. All right, very good. Just like that. Um, definitely going to be a shit show of a season with pitching injuries. You know, I don't disagree with that. It seems like nobody needs spring training until, like, everybody starts going down with, with injuries in April. Are there rules about how the pitchers can actually prepare? Like, I doubt they can report to the actual staff, the pitching coach and whatever, for workouts because... They don't have a labor agreement, right? Right. They so can't, they can't you use the, all your they, stuff independently? Yeah, they can't use the team facilities. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if 
everybody on the coaching staff has like a buddy that runs a uh, like we've probably, we've got four or five of them here at like training centers. Which usually for but Arizona for, also is pretty popular. Yeah, I bet Arizona's got a few of them too. So I bet they've all got hookups. Like, well, you probably I don't want to tell you officially, but you might want to go work out over here with my buddy, you know, whoever. So I'm sure they're still doing their best to stay in shape. Of course, they wouldn't be pitchers and catchers. What would be reporting like this week? I think right about here. Uh, it's either this week or it was supposed to happen last week. Sometime soon. That's clearly not going to happen. Yep. Uh, Zach Vaughn talking about his beat on the uh, Michigan Wisconsin under one thirty nine and a half into that game was just a mess. Oh, yeah, well, ended one forty. Not a good time. That may come up again in the show too. So let's you know what? Let's recap the weekend, Scott. Let's find out. Uh, let's find out what happened, man. Let's find out first of all who's happy, who's sad, who's a winner. Who's a whiner? Who took it in the shorts? And who took it to the bank? It is time to reveal the Monday. Oh, it's got to be bad because it's a Monday, man. Uh, hey, let's call the cops. All right. Very good, Scott. Let's, uh, let's of course, get it rolling as we always do in the NBA. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's, there's, there was no beats in the NBA. But if you are in the NCAA... Playing a pretty nice little Sunday slate there. Had some decent teams involved, and these are two of them. You had Creighton minus one and a half against Marquette. Uh, Creighton hit two free throws to go up by four points with four seconds left. Marquette. Oh, God. It's the three-pointer. At least they didn't foul him and go to overtime. But it was the three-point floater, and it ended up uh, when that went through the basket. Point uh, one seconds left. Creighton wins by one. Mm, not good, Bob. So congratulations if you were had uh, Marquette plus one and a half. That was good. But if you had Creighton minus one and a half, ooh, time to call the cops. Is it worse if I mention that he banked it in from the wing on a floater? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, okay. that certainly makes it that worse. Happened. Yep. But if you had Houston and Wichita State under 133 and a half, probably the worst beat of the, worst beat of the entire weekend. Uh, you only had 112 points in regulation, right, even number. You've seen the story before, 56-56. All right, we can take one but, overtime. Yeah, you're 24 points clear, 23 points clear, you know. You're right, good. right. They put up 20 in overtime. Okay, so you're fine, cool. you win. All right. 66-66. Oh, God. You're going to double overtime. <laughs> Game one ended 150. That's pretty rough. Nope. And because we weren't on that, you could not survive double overtime. Sorry, yeah. guys. And finally, back to the Big East we go. If you had Providence Butler under 129 and a half, 128 in reg. Oof, 64-64. There you go. They uh, were able to do it in the overtime period. Game landed 141. Sorry, Providence Butler. If you had under 129 and a half, time to call the cops. College basketball where a lot of unders go to die. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Now, there was some good news out there, Scott. And uh, you know who you are. You were sitting where you wanted to be sitting. You had a nice, easy victory. Maybe you haven't had an under that cashed easily. But whatever the case may be, you were sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one in hockey, if you had the Sabres and the Blue Jackets over six and a half goals, four goals in the first period, four goals in the second period, they only put up two in the third, so I guess that might make you feel better if you were an under better, but no, the game went over by handily, landed 10. 
Ah, if you had Northern Iowa minus two against the Bears of Missouri State, Northern Iowa led by led by led by sixteen at halftime. Hey, Missouri State, you're gonna get your shit together in the second half. We are not. Uh, Northern Iowa wins by twenty. Congratulations. If you had them covering two, uh, you were definitely sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had Temple plus eight against Cincinnati, Temple randomly fares well against Cincinnati all the time. And they led by 14 points at halftime, won outright by four. Mm, 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 the Owls. So, you know, I've been working on my algorithm, right? For college oh, total. You and, your, you and the Fields medal, <clears throat> damn algorithm. So, here's the deal. I had a shit ton of plays over the weekend. The overs, it was printing money. 17-2-1 to the over. That's how, that's how I did. Thinking okay. pretty pretty good, huh? How'd the unders go? Uh, not so good. Not so good. The unders, we went 3-9 uh, and nine on the okay. unders. Okay, so toss the unders out and keep bending the overs. Um, yeah, the weird thing is, and this is the part that worries me to try to get any consistency, the week before... It was the unders that were more consistent. So, so bet the unders and don't bet the over. <laughs> I mean, I just, you got to look at it net wise. So if you bet every play on the system, you still made a boatload of money this weekend. Correct. Correct. I still ran fifty-seven percent um, when all was said and done. So, and it's and it's and it's been successful since I started doing it, um, and not just started doing it public because I tracked it for a couple three weeks before I, before I unleashed it on anybody. And I gave out I gave out eight premiums <laughs> with it for the system, Scott. Four overs, four unders. All four overs hit. Three of the four unders lost. So that's still a five and three. I know, I know. And I and I told him when I did the video, I said, you know, obviously we'd like to go eight and zero. What I'm aiming for, sixty-two and a half percent. I'll be happy with five and three, and that's what we were. So, okay. Anywho, um, just just an just an update for those of you that were that were wondering. All right, so let's take a look at. Uh, Let's take a look and see what we got. Go. Don't give us any more unders. Yeah, no shit, Bill. <laughs> Believe it or not, that had occurred to me. I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on what the unders are doing. Um, and did I, uh, I, I was really tempted. There's a really good system under tonight that, uh, just for general principles, I didn't give it out. But it was, uh, I think it's, C- I think it's Seattle. I was, look, I was looking real quick here. So, um, Scott, look at you've been looking at the comments while I've been bla- uh, babbling here. What uh, any, any uh, what games are we looking at? Anybody have any questions? I saw somebody mention Florida State against Boston College. Uh, they're mentioning the total in that one. Looking at the over, I'm actually looking at the side more in that game. I know Florida State has been pretty underwhelming this season, uh, 14 and 12, but they're currently favored by one against Boston College. I like the Seminoles in that game. I think Boston College might be the worst team in the conference, or at least bottom two, bottom three. Florida State, I think, is just the better team. So I'm looking at the Seminoles, even though I am aware their road numbers are not exactly good straight up in ATS. But I think we'd agree they're better than Boston College. Would we agree on that? I'm not sure that we would. I mean, I I, okay. I guess if you... uh Look, I mean, if you're looking at the records, obviously Florida State with with the better record, so sure. Okay. It's more just talent. Like I've, I've tried watching Boston College play this season. Yeah, Florida State's at least had some moments. They beat Duke, you know. They beat Miami. They've won some games. Boston College is just bad at basketball. Like they could win because they're at home, obviously, but 
this line does seem a bit short in my opinion okay fair enough i'm you know i can i can see that because you know they've had some they've had some bad losses they've had a nine point loss to syracuse at home um five point loss in college got swept by syracuse georgia tech yeah yeah well yeah very true as well uh for me i'm not going to get involved in this if you've uh Chosen Florida State, God bless you. As far as the total goes, um, Boston College, to me, that's a team that bleeds points. I think they're going to give up 71 to 73. So in your eyes, where does that where does that put Boston College? How many Boston College going to score? Oh, God. Uh, I, I got no damn idea. I mean, to me, that number seems pretty close. If, you, if you've got Florida State on, in the low 70s, and your total is yeah. 136 and a half. I'm not getting involved there. I think I'm just looking at a Florida State team total over. I just feel like if they're going to win, they're probably going to score 70 plus. Yeah. So I would just go from that approach. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate that. Mm-mm-mm. Saw somebody asking a Middle Tennessee State against UTEP. I can't really go against the Blue Raiders because they're undefeated at home. They're 12 and 0 straight up, 7 2 and 1 ATS at home. UTEP has been decent, don't get me wrong, but when you have home numbers that good, I'm automatically going to gravitate towards you. Yep. Um, Jim Johnson asking about Georgia Tech and Maryland. You and I talked about this Maryland game. Penn State is uh, a dreadful road team. Not. Uh, Wait, it's a Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, Maryland. Georgia, two different games. Georgia Tech okay. and Maryland. I assume. Because obviously they're not playing each other. I was going to say they're not playing each other. So. Right. So I'm assuming it's Georgia Tech and Maryland. So yes. Um, again, Penn State just dreadful on the road. Uh, two, two and eight straight up. They average sixty points a game. Uh, Maryland has been wildly inconsistent. We've seen them. We've seen them come through for us a couple times, and we've seen them absolutely jump up. And uh, in fact, it wasn't that the play that got you off the Schneid. Uh, yeah, I had Maryland against Nebraska, and Maryland kicked there, the crap out of them. There you go. But having said that, uh, this Penn State team, for the most part, I don't want any part of them on the road. I'll take Maryland there. Um, Georgia Tech, Scott? I'm not interested in Georgia Tech. I agree with you about Maryland. But for the Yellow Jackets here, Syracuse actually been playing better lately. They couldn't have really played any worse. But Georgia Tech's also a bit shorthanded. Uh, going to be missing um, Devon Smith. He's out with a concussion. He's not a great player. He's averaging 5.7 points per game. But Georgia Tech is kind of offensively challenged to begin with. You're missing another bench guy. I'm not exactly a fan of that. We know Syracuse's zone defense typically, at least the last couple of years, gets better as the season goes on. I don't want to say Syracuse has turned a corner, but they're definitely playing better. I'm just going to take Syracuse in the carrier. You? Uh, what's my number there? About eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's, wow. It, that... it seems big, but Georgia Tech is so bad. Yeah, that seems a, uh, that seems just a, a little, yeah. I wouldn't bet it, but it's my personal lean there. I, I just think Georgia Tech is an abysmal basketball team. Uh, they're not, they're not ideal. Although, you know, if you look at their spreads, Nine and a half point spread against Virginia, they lose by ten. Uh, eight point spread against Miami, they lose or uh, they lose by nine. Um, 
They're not covering. Means they're going to lose by nine. That's what that means, right? Yeah, I mean, the only they they stepped up against Boston College and they uh, they beat Pittsburgh, but we've seen that Pittsburgh team really struggle at times. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'll lean. I'll I'll lean Syracuse there just because I don't know how many points Georgia Tech's going to score, but um, yeah, I'm not excited about that game. See, Rowan, you can make an argument that Syracuse might be looking ahead, but Syracuse is 14 and 12. They need to win every game <laughs> if they want to make it have a shot to win the tournament. Like you can make an argument that they're looking ahead. If they lose this game, they're obviously not going dancing unless they win the conference tournament. They shouldn't be going dancing anyway because they lost to. Who was it? Lafayette earlier this season. Like they, they had a couple of brutal losses, but I don't think they have the luxury of looking ahead when your record is fourteen and twelve. Seventeen seventy seven. I totally get that. Uh, it's a team I don't like to bet against Syracuse, especially in the dome. Um, I'm definitely. I I, I I get that point as well. Uh, needs all the wins to stay in a good spot in the tournament. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think the only look ahead game they're going to have is looking ahead to at best spending a weekend in the city in late March. Or maybe going to uh, New York City for the NIT. That's what I meant. And that's what I said. Uh, it wasn't Lafayette, by the way. They beat Lafayette. They lost to Colgate. Oh, sorry. sorry. I had the wrong team. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. Yeah, you're out. You're way out of line there. Blew out Boston College. Very, very true. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they uh, do shoot the three well. Do, do, I'm do, just do, looking do, at the do. injuries in Georgia Tech. Uh, just being a pretty underwhelming team all season long. Passner goes small on occasion, but Syracuse just has the zone defense. I do think they should do a pretty good job against Georgia Tech, in my opinion. Excellent. Uh, somebody was asking about the Citadel. I like the over in that game. Uh, I mean, it's really tough not to like the over between Citadel and Sanford when they played earlier this season and that game broke two hundo. It's it's really tough I had the, to not like the over there. I had you the, want to make a I case had the over in that game. Um, Citadel plus seven. Yeah, Citadel definitely has been a team that has been undervalued this season. I, I do think that Samford is a decent conference team, but do you want to lay that many points against a team that beat them outright by fourteen earlier this season? Probably not. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're they're wildly inconsistent. They're a very they're a very they're a very very frustrating team uh, to try to get a handle on. But they do have a uh, you know they've got a they've got a real player there in Hayden Brown. Mm. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind I'm kind of a fan. Um, he uh, he leads the team in scoring almost 19 points a game, and uh, yeah, shoots really well from the field. I'm a uh, I'll take the points here. Uh, it 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 could yeah. it could go badly the other the other way because uh, Citadel has had a tough time scoring against some teams, but Samford isn't usually one of those teams. These uh, I've said it before; these teams play defense uh, like I view the salad bar. Like uh, don't really want any part of it. So, like I acknowledge it's there, but yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, I see it. I understand other people do it, but for me, not so much. So. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take I'll take the I'll take the Bulldogs there. That's 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 fine. One fifty eight. Want to get involved there? Over. 
First game landed two hundo in regulation. How am I supposed to take it? You know, take a contrarian uh, contrarian play there on that. I'm rooting for you, but no, not really. You might. It sounds like a hell of an idea until you see ninety two points in the first half, and suddenly you realize that you've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, that's and I, I've certainly uh, certainly had that feeling before when you try to be too clever by half or whatever. You just fucking out clever yourself into a loss. Uh, let's take a look at a couple things we need to talk about here, Scott. As uh, one of them kind of fun, one of them uh, kind of not so fun. So, but one was fun, but in kind of a sad way. But it was still entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? Let's start with the good news. Um, let's find out who made some people some money. Not necessarily us, but. Definitely made some people some money out there. Some people that are way smarter than we are about this particular topic. Let's find out who it is. You were warming up earlier before the show in the green room, Scott. It's time for today's Gambling Hero of the Day. All right, very good. So I don't know if you guys, if you're one of the couple hundred that watched our NASCAR show, which we don't know. Could be coming back, could not be coming back. We don't know. We're in discussions right now. So if you watched it, we had some fun. Uh, we started a little cold. We, we, we're not going to lie. We started a little cold. I don't believe this gentleman's name was mentioned at all. But if you had NASCAR rookie, that's right. He's a yellow taper. First race of his life in the uh, Cup Series at the Daytona 500. Welcome to the show, Austin Sindrick. Great finish. Great finish, nice block by the youngster. Almost let Bubba Wallace sneak by on the inside, but couldn't quite get there. Great race. He was 33 to 1. Scott, he went off at 33 to 1 to win the Daytona 500. That'd be a nice payday to start your NASCAR season, right? No, it would be. I thought it was a pretty fun race. Truth is, Kozlowski was crashing half the field the entire time, so that was a mess. I feel like Kyle Busch was involved in, like, every accident, but he still managed to finish the race, so I'm actually going to give him props on that because I saw the M&M car involved in, like, three separate wrecks, but he just kept pushing. But for the show, I ended up going negative .17 units, so I basically broke even. Personally, I crushed it, but nobody cares. I had a local that offered me other matchups, uh, manufacturer props that I couldn't find. So my race went well. As for the show, I basically broke even. All right, very good. Um, Zach, I did not have Cindric winning, unfortunately. That did not happen. No, no, we did not. So, yeah, good time, good race. Um, but the, for me, the jury's still out on the single lug nut tire or the single lug nut wheel. As A couple we, of tires. As though, we saw two, flying away. two fucking wheels and tires rolling down the track. So maybe some tweaks there. Um, now there is a one other thing that happened this weekend, and I feel this is probably the uh, the most. Uh, if you had this, if you had this as being talked about on the show, it's going to be a rocking chair play, uh, Scott. Let's surprise absolutely no one at all as we reveal today's uh, donkey of the day. <laughs> Feel like, I feel like we really had to let that one go the whole way. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. So, of course, you know that there was a college basketball game involving the school that I went to, 
and Michigan, as Wisconsin ended up beating Michigan yesterday pretty handily. There were some issues right around the end of the game towards the handshake line at the end. Long story short, Michigan State was full court press. Uh, Michigan, sorry, was down about 15. Mm-hmm. Full court pressing with 20 seconds to go. Greg Gard took a timeout, went up 15 points with about 15 seconds to go. Juwan Howard wasn't exactly a big fan of that timeout. Then they walked past each other in the handshake line. Guard appeared to stop Howard with maybe a light grab of the arm. Both teams came together. You had a bit of a skirmish. And then Juwan Howard threw a right hand. Right? Was it a left hand or a right hand, actually? Uh, I believe it was a left. I think it was a right. Okay. A left? Okay, either way. He threw that's, a why, hand. that's why eyewitness testimony can't be trusted. Depends on which way the camera's focused. Anyway, he threw a hand. And he stalked and slapped the hell out of a Wisconsin assistant coach. Joe Krabenhoff. How could you not know that? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, open palm slapped him. And now you have a controversy on your hands on what the punishment's going to be. I think you just let guard have one shot. Or maybe let maybe let Krabenhoff have, the, have, a, have a left-handed slap. Okay. Uh, just like backhand or front hand? Uh, f- f- forehand, forehand, forehand. Okay. Like you know, you see those Russian slapping contests on YouTube and shit like that, where you just stand up and you just slap each other. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think there was a lot of wrong to go around, but you can't throw hands. That's pretty much the bottom line. Whether yeah. or not you want to make a case that Wisconsin might have escalated the situation. You can't slap an, an assistant coach for the other team. You just can't do it. Like, you can't. Nope. Especially nowadays. In the 80s, maybe Bobby Knight could have gotten away with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, as long as he didn't hit him with a chair. He was going to be fine. didn't try to choke a player like Woody Hayes. But still, hell, you had John Chaney trying to assault uh, or come after Calipari in a press conference in, like, the 90s. Like, right. bad situations. In today's, you know, climate, you, you can't do that. Do I think he should be fired? Yes. Is he going to be fired? Probably not. I think he will get suspended for the rest of the year because Michigan's probably not going to make the tournament anyway. I think he'll miss the rest of the season. He'll come back next year, and he'll be on extra double-secret probation. You? Yeah, um, I'm kind of the same way. I'm, I'm Now, some people in the comment section are bringing up some excellent points about the players that were involved because yeah. uh, there was a couple of... Michigan guys that really stood out and I couldn't I couldn't catch a number but there was there was a dude throwing some serious right hands there some serious mm-hmm. right crosses and I don't think they really connected but uh, I agree I think it's probably going to be at the minimum and it's a rest of the year suspension I don't think because it doesn't seem to be like a pattern of events or anything like that it's a, it's a second issue with hand with uh, handshake lines I forgot who the first one was. I want to say Ohio State. Was it Woody Hayes? Holtzman last year, I think. Okay. Maybe. I, right. I know that this definitely wasn't the first time he's had issues with an opposing coach. I think it was with Ohio State last year. But either way, he's had some problems with containing his emotions. Can you believe that? Juwan Howard can't contain his emotions? Who would have thought? I know, right? Um, Bronco Devil brings up a good point. Said the head coach has to be above it. Yes. Yeah. Enroll. 
I totally agree with that. Roland says the last incident was maybe in the Maryland game. So it's in Maryland. Okay. Of course, the war situation was Kansas, Kansas State. That doesn't involve Juwan Howard. That was when you had players going to the stands and you had a whole situation on your hands. But Juwan Howard's got to be better. And as an organization, you can try to take the high road where you try to suspend him and you might not have to pay him because you might have grounds for termination. Kind of like what we saw with the Jaguars with Urban Meyer. But I expect them to keep him and give him a third strike. Okay. Yeah, that's probably... Okay, Warren's telling me it was Turgeon with Maryland. It was red and white colors. Whatever. I, I had the wrong school. Sorry. Well, having watched Turgeon play at KU, he's a bit of a Jekophosaurus as well. So. Okay. Uh, Ryan Page calling blow, uh, Bruins blowout happening right now over the Avalanche. That's a bold call right there, buddy. That's that's strong. Uh, well, they are playing right now. Oh, are they? And oh. the Bruins are up five to one. Oh, okay. Oh, good call. So yeah. strong call indeed. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's the point. I think he will be terminated if they can find a way to not pay him the majority of the contract. Because when it comes to in college sports, especially the most dreaded words you can hear or an AD can hear is the word buyout. That's like the worst word you can possibly use. So since they paid a decent amount of money to secure Howard services for a long period of time, if they can avoid paying him that amount of money because of conduct, grounds, whatever, some loophole here and there, he'll be gone. Let I'm me not sure if they can get away with it. Let me ask you this. Does it matter that he's having a shitty season? It doesn't help if you want if, to make an argument that the boosters might not have. That's what I'm saying. Support. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think that could shield him from from a suspension for the rest of the year, but it could shield him from some of the, you know, maybe John Harris doesn't deserve all the money. Maybe he's not quite as good as we thought he was. You know, that kind of stuff where he's kind of come back to earth this season and Michigan is kind of who we thought Michigan is. Um, any thoughts on that? I definitely think he'd have better job security if the team was actually good. Yep. They're probably not going to make the tournament. I said that a couple of weeks ago. They, get, they had a couple of wins here and there where maybe they had a chance, but I kind of think they needed to at least be competitive with, with Wisconsin yesterday, and they just weren't. But, eh, I just think he's done for the year, and they'll hit the reset button, and if I had to guess. And it will be curious, it will be uh, interesting to see um, who else – gets suspended from the team or maybe the teams and, and the real the real heartbreaker would be if it you know it was cost Wisconsin a couple of players the way that I see it Howard will probably get the rest of the year but probably not fired I think guard will get a game and I think the assistant coach will get two three games yeah I now see the question is what drew Howard's attention to the assistant coach well, the assistant coach, as you saw, things were starting to kind of calm down once you actually got bodies in between Guard and Howard. And then the assistant coach kind of just half sprinted in there, and it seemed like he escalated it again. So I do think the assistant coach should get more than Guard. But if you want to give one game to Guard for grabbing his arm when he didn't need to, right? okay. But Howard should clearly be the most punished guy here. You know, that's the thing, but you know, this you can I mean, and I'm I I'm kind of still I'm still in the Bronco Devil camp that the head coach has to be above all that shit. But I will say from a devil's advocate standpoint, 
you put hands you 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 put hands on somebody, you reach out, you stop them, you physically impede them from going somewhere. Uh, you know what? We're probably going to have a problem. Not going to lie, and no matter what the circumstances are. So, you know, that's where you need that kind of restraint that not a lot of us have to be honest with you. Um, to remember that you're a head coach and you're setting an example and all that shit. And that, you know, obviously that part didn't happen, but you know, you, you, if you heard the recording, Howard said, I'm not, I'm going to remember this. And then guard said something inaudible and Howard tried to walk past him and guard stopped him. So I'm assuming though, that if you say you're going to remember this guard, got to also keep in mind, what does that mean for future meetings? So I do think it's understandable if guard wanted a bit of clarification on what Howard was referring to, it's kind of like, it reminds me of when Chapman threw at Brousseau's head against the Rays a couple of years ago. And Kevin Cash post game basically said, I got to stable a guy who can throw a hundred. Watch yourself. Like right. I feel like it makes sense if guard wants a bit of clarification. So that way he can avoid any potential retaliation in the future. But you don't know, which is why I think Guard might get one game. But Howard definitely made the worst of that situation. Yep. Okay. Very good. All right. There you go, guys. So that's uh, you know, again, we had to, we had to talk about it, and obviously, there's a whole racial component involved that you can certainly uh, develop your own theories, read about whatever. Uh, that's that's a road I we just have no desire to go down at all. So. Uh, Bruce is not wrong too. It says all of them are idiots. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's very true. Degree. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to. Why not both? Yep, totally. Uh, I, I could, I could definitely see that there. And it's, you know, it's all about gamesmanship, and you know, we see it, we see it in every sport, and sometimes it just kind of blows up like that. So, Bruce, I'm actually okay with the timeout because, I mean, why is Juwan Howard pressing down 15 points with 20 seconds to go? Like, you can, you, it kind of goes both ways. If Howard wants to make a statement saying we're going to full court press deal with it. And then Wisconsin says, are we actually doing this? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give you the finger and he called timeout, which is basically what it was. Yep. That's the way it's in a way you can talk about playing to the final whistle playing, whatever, but why is Howard full court pressing when the game's clearly over? I think it goes both ways. Fair enough. Um, all right. Somebody asking about some actual basketball games tonight and a couple of pretty, pretty good teams involved here, Scott. UCLA going up against Arizona State, um, and then the, the Baylor game as well. So, UCLA at home laying a ton. You know, this is we talk about it before as we get to this point in conference play. And crap out of Washington State. Yeah, and I think I think somebody was talking up the virtues of Washington State there. I can't remember who it was, but they weren't a bad team. No, they and, and they're a decent defensive team as well. But they had, they had nothing for this UCLA team. Nobody from the state of Washington has had anything for, for this UCLA team. So, do they keep rolling, Scott? Do they make it a three-peat there at home, Arizona State? I don't know, maybe a half a step up from uh, from Washington State. Washington, um, although they did get whomped by uh, Washington on the road. So, I'm going to go with UCLA here. I, I, it seems like a good revenge spot. I, I just Because, of course, they lost the first meeting in... Was it double overtime, triple overtime? Yeah. So I think they'll do better here. Arizona State definitely been better at home than on the road. But UCLA seems to be hitting a gear. 
and Arizona State, of course, is still not a very good team. It seems like a very good revenge spot for UCLA. Yeah, they've won six road. They've won six home games in a row by uh, sixteen or better. Five of them by twenty or better. So they're not afraid of beating the shit out of people at home. I'm not stepping in front of the Bruin uh, situation there. And uh, Baylor Skeeter. I think they should take care of business against Oklahoma State. It's also a revenge game. Oklahoma State went into Baylor and pulled off a shocking upset there, but. They beat, they beat Kansas State in overtime last game. Oklahoma State lost previously to Kansas. They lost to TCU. It seems like they beat the teams they should beat, but they struggle against the higher-up teams with the exception of the Baylor upset there. I think it's another revenge spot. I like Baylor. I think they'll take care of business. You, If Baylor won the first meeting, I might be tempted to go with Oklahoma State, but they didn't, so I'm going to go with the Bears. Yeah, Oklahoma State blew them out there in uh, in Waco, which was just bizarre. 20, 27 point swing on the line. So, yeah. Um, again, this Oklahoma State team looked good against K State, but K State uh, slightly above average, not nearly the quality team. Obviously, that Baylor is. I will. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, no, no, uh, too many points. Give me the Cowboys. Okay. Give me, the, give me the Cowboys. As far as the total goes, I do like the over in that spot. I think it might be correlated. I think if Oklahoma State's going to cover, I think it's going under. I just don't think they can keep up with Baylor offensively. No, they're going to have they're going to have to slow it down and play defense, and that, I think that's that's what's going to happen. So I think if you want to go correlated and you can take an Oklahoma State with an under, I don't necessarily mind that. If you want to get try to go for a boosted payout, but if Baylor gets to Let's just say 70. Are we sure Oklahoma State's going to get to 66? I'm not. I think that's the problem. Yeah. No, and I see, I see that. I'm looking at uh, Baylor's got a couple of, uh, somebody pointed it out to us, um, a couple of questionable players going tonight. Um, second. Um, STM Network, just because I went to Wisconsin, doesn't mean I have overalls. You do have them though, don't you? Didn't I ask I do you? Not. I thought I, I asked you this before. I said I said no. But you've worn them before. Uh yes, on one occasion I have. You wore the, you wore the striped overalls. I think yeah, yeah, at one point I did. Okay, very good. Um, so yeah, so Baylor's looking at Flagler and Cryer potentially being out tonight. Does that matter to you? It does. Uh, I mean, Flagler's good. Uh, I do think that kind of does play a factor. So, well, Criers are leading, are leading full, scorer, too. So, yeah, I've probably gone from full Baylor lean to maybe just a slight lean, but keep an eye on those two guys. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. <laughs> that's, that's STM Network says you wore somebody else's overalls. That's exactly oh, the first thing. Coming by. Yeah. Okay. I think I don't think we're I think we're exactly saying the same That's the thing. The thing though is when you show up at Wisconsin for the first time, the last thing you think about bringing to college is a pair of overalls. Did you? That own, wasn't on the that wasn't on the checklist. Did Did you own a pair of overalls before you came to college? Uh, no. Had you ever I worn? Did not. Had at you, no point did that cross my mind. So I had somebody who lived on my floor who was from Wisconsin who naturally had like four pairs. So he just lent me one. You know. Somebody said the Flames tonight are a stone cold lock. Well, 
Why are you flying good hockey? Minus two forty. I hope so. You see, uh, UCLA over. To- any thoughts on the total before we uh, get UCLA our UCLA one? Uh, get I'm our plows out. Under. Huh? Defensively, they've been so good. I just think they'll put the claims down. It's hard, it's hard to get. It's hard to get involved with an with an over. I mean, that's the thing is, it's such a it's such a tempting number. I get that at, at one thirty one and a half, one thirty two, whatever you're, whatever you're catching it at. But then you look at how UCLA uh, has treated these teams as far as giving up giving up points at home. 50, 56, 43, 57, 59. And that 59 is to Arizona, by the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would be, you're going to have to, you might as well play the Arizona team total over. That'd be my, that'd be my advice. And, I mean, under. What's that? I mean, Wait, I'm sorry, UC, like UCLA State? team total over. Sorry. Oh, okay. UCLA team total over uh, would be, would be my play there. Okay. So. Uh, about the Calgary game, if you don't want to lay that much juice, I don't mind the Winnipeg team total under. You're going through Calgary's performances here. This is the opposing goals, the opponent's goals for the last couple of games. One, two, 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 zero, two, three, one. Oh, sorry, two, three, zero. If it's two and a half, I like the under. Because that means that eight of the last nine opponents have gone under. So under two and a half is where I'll go for a team total. Max Moran pointing pointing out the total in that UCLA game has dropped like three points already. As it should, because yeah. the question is, because can Arizona State score? Right, I doubt it. That's that certainly is the question. All right, buddy. Well, let's get to it. We have bad news, guys, and I'm sure most of you already know the bad news. But the uh, we had to give a little, we had to give a little farm back, Scott. We had to give just damn a, Cornell bastards. Uh, you know, if we'd have gone to Ivy League schools, we would be smart enough not to bet on Ivy League games. All I know is that Cornell was leading by, I think it was two with like three to go. And they got outscored by like 13 the rest of the game. Like they got absolutely buried after that. But uh, Cornell was in a position to win. Yeah, well, they were up two at halftime, I think, right? Yeah, they were up two at half and they were up two with, I want to say like four minutes to go, three minutes to go, and yeah. everything hit the wall. Um, I was uh, I had two Ivy League plays for my, well... I play of the day for Friday night. I said I, I've got an Ivy League. I've got two Ivy League totals. The system says I should play them, but I'm only going to play one. And here's the other one. So don't okay. play that one. It was Princeton. It was a Princeton under. I'm like I'm not getting I'm involved. Guessing you lost the one you gave out, but you won the one you didn't. Get. Seen this movie before, huh? Yeah. My God, just call him Kreskin, everybody, right there. All right, let's get to it. So it's time to start a new streak, everybody. It is time once again to put on your overalls, striped or otherwise. And adjust your straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, pull out that lucky key set with your rabbit's foot right there, stick them in, and do what? Fire that bad boy up, because it is time to bet the farm. All right, very good. We do have a farm play from the farmland out there in Indiana, and it is going to be Valparaiso talking about team totals. We're going to take Valparaiso team total over 66 and a half. The Beacons, that's right, they're the Beacons. No longer the Crusaders, kids. The Beacons average. the Crusaders, man. I know, I get it, I get it. so good, they're so good. Beacons average uh, 71.5 points per game overall and 68.9 points per game in conference play. Meanwhile, Evansville, hey, did they play any defense? Not so much. They are 212th in defense. Wait, did you play the music? What's that? 
Did you play the music? For what? For Bet the Farm. I played the moo. Did you? Uh, I, I guess I didn't hear it. My bad. My God, dude. How much Adderall are you doing? Apparently not enough because I wasn't focused enough on the theme song. Jesus. Yes. I, I, I actually don't remember. I wasn't sure if you played it or not. Okay, never mind. Because you're used to hearing it moo and then the banjo music. Yeah. I, I, and we I, didn't I, play any I, banjo I, I'm music. I'm so used to winning that I forgot. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, no, my bad. Tell me you're an arrogant bastard without... T- <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Force of habit, man. I mean, we were cruising. You know what's even worse is when I'm going along with the show and forget whether I've said something or not. Yeah. So, yes. All right, anywho, where was I? Oh, they've met before. We've done we've we've done this dance before, Scott. Valparaiso scored 72 points against Evansville despite shooting just what, like... Five for 13 from the line. They, very poorly from the line. I think it was 13 to 21. Exactly. I knew there was an eight involved there somewhere. So, yes, they left some points on the on the board. They shot very well. And there's very little that says uh, they shouldn't be able to shoot well again. The numbers have been trending up in Valparaiso's game. So, even if Evansville will try to s- slow the game down, spoiler alert, they will try to slow the game down. I think Valparaiso would be able to impose their will and run it with enough pace to take care of business here. And if you look over Valparaiso's numbers, they uh, basically they've got some they've got some bad scoring games. They put in some fifties and stuff. However, those have all come against real teams: Missouri State, uh, Southern Illinois with their defense, Illinois Chicago uh, or Loyola Chicago rather. So there have been some really good teams that held them down. Evansville. The Purple Aces, they are not one of those teams. So we like Valparaiso, the Beacons, to total over 66 and a half tonight. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. Once again, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being there. We appreciate y'all, and uh, thanks for all the comments. Keep it coming, guys. Have a great day, and don't forget, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I will grab you and take you into the jungle and guide you through as we all head back to the window. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.